He knows that there's a problem that he can't fix. So what does he do? He goes to somebody who can help him. This is literally a commercial break for some of y'all to go and ask for help. Hey, welcome to the Night Church Podcast. My name is Philip, and I am so excited for what you're about to listen to. These are sermons and presentations by young adults and for young adults. If you're visiting in the area, we hope that you join us for Night Church on Friday nights. Or if you're a regular here in Loma Linda, I hope that you'll share this sermon with someone that you love and care about. Now, for the sermon. Good morning, everyone. How's everybody doing today? Good, good? Yeah? Awesome? Dope, 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 dope. Um, I'm so excited. I love, I love speaking. I love um, sharing the word of God in sort of my own creative way. Um, how many were blessed by the word yesterday? Yes? Praise God. I see you. I see you. I see you. Um, any sneakerheads in the house? Sneaker, like you like sneakers, you like kicks, you like shoes. No? Okay, I see one hand, I see half of a hand, like that's cool, that's cool. I see you, I see you. That's all right, that's all right, okay. Uh, everybody's like, nah, can't afford it. Oh yeah, you guys are, most of you guys are students, right? You guys are on that, you guys are balling on a budget, right? Balling on a budget, your, your loans, living off them loans. I'll pray for y'all, I'll pray for y'all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, this is really cool. I was talking to Andrew, shout out to Andrew uh, um, yesterday, and he was just saying, man, I want to soak up this time with, with all of young adults in this area. And I, I want to say, like, I've traveled across the world, and I'm saying, you guys have something special here. Like, you guys literally have something special. Um, most young adults are leaving, like, real rap, like, and, and to see you guys here and involved and just... Like, it's a vibe here, you know? Like, I'm almost, I almost wanna like try to get my green card or something like that. Like, <laughs> yo, Philip, man, you gotta work something out for me. I'm trying to come, man. I'm trying to come here. Yeah, Can you do something? Yes. He ain't gonna do nothing for me. He ain't gonna do nothing, man. I thought we were brothers, brother. <laughs> love it, love it. <laughs> Um, man, let's, let's get into the word of God. Um, for those of you who missed it yesterday, uh, I told you, who, who, who's just new for coming for today? You came today, I see you, okay. So this is for you guys. Um, I have a background in acting, so I explained it yesterday. I was taught to use the stage. And so um, I remember my acting coach was saying, you gotta use, I did theater, I studied theater. And so use the stage. And so if you see me walking around, don't get afraid of this black man. Um, <laughs> I just have to express myself. I'm a thespian, a, a $2 word for actor. So um, I'm a failed actor. I didn't make the Hollywood, so I'm here. I'm just playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna talk about my testimony so you'll hear that, but um, yeah, it's a really dope testimony, actually. It's really dope. Uh, I will, I will, I promise you. Uh, and yeah, like if anyone wants to talk, by the way, just please come up to me. I'm cool, I don't bite. Uh, so yeah, if you just want to chop it up, I'm cool. Um, so here, here we are, 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. Um, if you have it, once you have it, just say amen. And if you don't have it, say hold on preacher, just wait, hold up. Hold up, hold up, all right, I'm just waiting for you. Second Kings chapter six, we're in the Old Testament today. Old Testament, second Kings chapter six, amen, amen. Anyone else have it, not yet? All right, cool, let me just slow my roll, I'm slowing my roll, all right. Slow my roll, second Kings chapter six. I love the word of God, it's amazing. The stories in here that are real, that are powerful. Second Kings chapter six. And I just want to read a couple verses with you guys. Um, 2 Kings chapter 6, from verse 1 through 7. 
And if you have it, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. I see you. Okay. Here we go. This is what the Bible says today. The company of the prophets said to Elisha, look, there, the place where we meet with you is too small for us. Let's go to the Jordan, where each of us can get a pole and let us build there a place for us to live. And he said, go. And one of them said, won't you please come with us, your servant? I will, Elisha replied. And he went with them. They went to the Jordan and began to cut down trees. As one of them was cutting down the tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. Oh, my Lord, he cried, it was borrowed. The man of God asked, where did it fall? Some translations say, where did you lose it? When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it there and made the iron float. Lift it out, he said. And the man reached out with his hand and he took it. I'd like to speak for the next three and a half hours. <laughs> People are like, what? Gotta have potluck, hold on, pastor. I'd like to speak on the subject entitled, where did you lose it? Where did you lose it? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor? Where did you lose it? No, 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 they weren't feeling you. They weren't feeling, they were hating. Turn to the other side, other side, other neighbor, neighbor. Where did you lose it? <laughs> let's, let's pray. <laughs> Let's pray. Father God in heaven, for some of us, it's been a losing season. This, this sermon could easily be titled, My Losing Season. But God, there's something about taking an L, taking a loss, that when you're plugged into us, somehow you can reprogram it for a win. And God, I just pray that somebody under the sound of my voice, by the end of this message, they would understand somehow, some way better why they've been taking so many L's this year. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, we've all had a losing season over these last two years. Using sports vernacular, a losing season is when you have more consecutive losses than wins. A lot of us have been taking L's since COVID. We've lost family members. Some of us have lost jobs. Some of us have lost our mind, lost our peace, lost our faith, lost friends. We've been taking L's consistently. But I want to sort of suggest to you that sometimes taking an L is necessary. We don't understand it, but listen to me carefully. 
there's a purpose sometimes for your loss. Let me break this down. Let me come down. Let me come down. Let me illustrate this. I like to tell stories. The story is told of a guy who was shipwrecked. Only survivor on an island. And so he's struggling literally to stay alive. And so he knows somehow logically in order for him to survive, he's got to sort of take the scraps from the, 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 the airplane and sort of try to make a makeshift house, some sort of home for him, some sort of shelter. And so he, he does that. He gathers things and, and he makes the shelter. And then somehow he realizes, listen, once I have the shelter now, uh, I have to, to keep warm, I've got to build a fire. And so he, he gathers everything that he can to, to build this fire. And then he realizes that he's hungry. And so he, he leaves now to go to try to scrounge for food. He finds one little fish. <clears throat> But as he's nearing back to his home, he realizes that his shelter is up in flames. Crying tears in his eyes. He's literally destitute. He's literally desperate. He's looking up at his only shelter, up in flames angry and about to literally curse God and die. Tears in his eyes, he literally cries himself to sleep. Only to be awoken <laughs> in the morning by rescuers. As he sort of wipes the... <laughs> You know the morning stuff in your eye? <laughs> Wipes it out. He sheepishly turns to the rescuer and says, I just want to know how did you guys find me? <laughs> the rescuer said, oh, that was easy. We saw your smoke signal from miles away. <laughs> what am I saying? There's times that in life, things will blow up in smoke. Things will literally break, blow up. You will lose things. You will feel like it is the end of the world. But in that blowing up, God uses that smoke as a smoke signal of grace. See, you thought it was over. But God was just signaling help for you. You were about to curse God. But God knew that he had to break some stuff up in order to get some help for you. Where did you lose it? And in the story today, we'll see how a young YG prophet lost something. And God through the prophet Elisha, was able to get it back. Story starts out like this. The Bible says that there was a group of prophets traveling together. Now, I always have to modernize things, so, you know, with my Holy Ghost-filled imagination, I could imagine the crew walking like this. <laughs> you know, with the little bop, you know what I'm saying? And they're prophets, right? So they, they're cool. They got swag. They're like, what's up? You good? All right, what's up, bro? So they're walking, the Bible says they're walking now, and please forgive me, I'm an actor, I gotta dramatize this, right? So they're walking. And one of the YGs, not young gangster, young guy, okay? <laughs> one of the YGs are like, hey yo, Elijah, the OG. Not original gangster, remember, not, just older guy, that's all it means, okay? <laughs> older guy. I don't wanna be, you know, I'm not promoting gang violence, and I'm in California, you know? <laughs> so the YG, the young guy, they're walking, and, and they're just talking with the OG prophet. Hey, Elijah, I can just picture this walking crew, this gang, you know? And it's interesting because these younger prophets were walking with this OG 
prophet, this man of God. And I want to suggest to you as my first point is this, whenever you are moving with a man or woman of God, you are in good company. Let me repeat that for those in the back. Whenever you are moving in the company of a man or woman of God, you are in good company. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so I believe that God wants you to do some introspection. Who are you rolling with these days? Hmm? Who, who, check it, check your friend circles, check it. Right now, just check it. Think about it in your mind. Who are you rolling with? Who is it that you need to be moving with? And who do you need to move out of your life? Why do I say that? Because God is trying to take you to the next level, but there's some people in your circle who can't come with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a hard word for some of y'all because some of you guys have some ride or dies, but those ride or dies might make you die. So you have to check who is it that you are moving with. Are they connected to God? Because trust me, when you get in some rough situations, you need that man or woman or God to check you and hold you accountable. Amen. Who are you moving with? Nine times out of ten, it's the people closest to you who hurt you the most. Who is it that is causing you the most pain? Are they bringing you closer to Jesus or away from him? Check your circle. Watch this. So they're moving with the prophet. Praise God. They have an OG man of God walking with them. Then one of them says, one of the YGs again, remember, a young guy. One of them say, Elisha, hey, yo, where we are is way too small for us. I love this part. He says, listen, where we are, we've outgrown our capacity. I love this. Because for some of you, God is saying this, you've outgrown your environment. You've outgrown your circle. You've outgrown your home. Praise God. Maybe some of you guys are getting bigger houses. Amen, praise God. No? Okay, I'll claim it myself. What I'm saying to you is, God has something bigger for you. Where you are, I'm prophesying now, where you are is too small. And watch this, you you have been subjected to small time thinking. And God has something greater and bigger for you. But you gotta change your mentality. Okay, let me help you out. I'll I'll, uh, I'll help you out just a little bit. Um, I I gotta dramatize this, watch this. So I travel a lot, right, I travel a lot. So Whenever I travel, because you can see, like I'm built like Schwarzenegger. You can see that, right? No? Thank you. Praise God. I don't have any haters on this side. Watch this. So I travel a lot. Watch this. I travel a lot. And the worst thing is, as someone who's a little bit broad and wide, is if, if I get the middle seat. Yeah, yeah. It's the most annoying thing. When, when I forget or someone forgets to book the aisle seat, because I got the extra room. So watch this. This is what happened. This one flight I was on, I knew I had the middle seat. And I don't know what it is. I think they're making these seats smaller than usual. Like, what? So here I am. I'm walking down the aisle, and I know I have a Excuse me. Sorry. Excuse me. This is literally how I got dramatized. It. Excuse me. Sorry. Excuse me. My bad. My bad. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, my, my bad. I'm sorry. You're bumping people and you're touching people. You don't want to touch people. You're upset. You didn't get enough sleep last night. Excuse me, sorry. My bad. Excuse me. Sorry, I'm right here. Yeah. And then you get into the confusion sort of conversation because you're in someone else's seat. Sorry, excuse me. Sorry, man. Like, I think I'm, I'm literally right here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, come on, make And you don't want to touch anybody. You're upset. So this is literally how it was. Can't even put on my seatbelt. But ah, I love what happens next. A stewardess comes and she says, excuse me, sir. You look a little bit uncomfortable. I said, yes, ma'am, I am. She said this. She said, 
There's a seat up, up front, first class for you, sir. Why do I say that? Where you are is way too small. You've outgrown the capacity. And God is trying to bring you to something bigger. He says to them, can we go somewhere else so we can have more space? OG prophet Elisha. Elisha says, I can picture him. Yeah. (laughs) And all of a sudden, they start to move to the Jordan. Now watch this. Because remember, they're they're cool. They got swag. They got the sauce. They they got drips. (laughs) And the Bible says that they go to the Jordan. Now I thought about it. They're moving to a bigger space, more plush land. Uh, like, like, why the Jordan? There's, there's, there's more beautiful places in scripture at this time than the Jordan. The, the Jordan, as some of you may know, when you think about it, is usually associated with long periods of waiting and adversity. The, the Jordan is literally uh, represented by captivity. Uh, 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 imprisonment. Why, why the Jordan? Why, why are we going to the Jordan, sir? Watch this. I love this. Because the Jordan represents your crossing over moment. Let me repeat that again. It represents your crossing over moment. The Jordan crossing the Jordan River. And so literally it symbolizes moving from one place to another place, crossing over. We break this down. They went to the Jordan and the Jordan represents a crossing over moment. I remember my wife asked me uh, at the beginning of the year, we always sort of meet together and study our goals and stuff. And she said, Lyle, spiritually, if you can describe to me in one word, so, uh, you know, where, how could you describe your spiritual life? You know, uh, like, please describe it. Where do you think you are? She's looking at me like, do you even pray, brother? Like, where are you? You know, <laughs> my wife sometimes, man, sometimes she, she G-checks me like, so just describe, where are, you, where are you this year? I just want to know, are you, are you even Christian, Lyle? What are you, you know? <laughs> so this is, this is what I, my response to her was. I said, hon, I feel like I'm in my wilderness experience. That's where I think I am spiritually. <laughs> you know what she said to me? She said, Lyle, I have no problem that you're going through your wilderness experience. My problem is, is that you are camped out there. Yeah. How do we put this together? The children of Israel were supposed to get to the promised land in 10 days. How long did it take them? 40 years. What I'm saying to you is, some of you, God is trying to move you to another place, literally to another level. He's trying to elevate you, but you are camped out in complacency, stuck. And you know what the children of Israel's problem was? They wanted to go back into bondage. Some of you are so used to being in bondage that you want to stay there. But God is trying to get you to move to your next level. Cross over that Jordan in confidence. There's stuff that God has for you that you are sleeping on. Let's move. Watch this. So they literally get there now. I can picture it. I can picture it. The Bible says that the YG... They're at the Jordan, they're building homes, they're cutting down trees and logs and all of that. Watch this. All of a sudden, the Bible says that as the YG was cutting down a tree, the axe head flew off. Saints of God, what happens when 
It was all good just a week ago. What happens when everything was good, but everything turned bad? What happens when you were having the best day, but then received the worst news? What happens when things break? Hmm? Where, where you're literally doing life, everything's cool, but then things break down. Let me make it more real. What happens when you lose your scholarship? What happens when you failed out of that class that does not allow you to graduate? What happens when you're so broken, it's hard for you to even function and get out of bed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what happens when you lose your axe head. He was working away, being productive. What happens when, when everything was legit, but now you're a liability? Axe head gone. Now, what makes things worse, I'm almost out of your way, watch this. What makes things worse about this is that the Bible says that the axe head was borrowed. Have you ever borrowed something and broke it and you knew you had to give it back? Oh, you guys are saints. You guys are perfect. Okay. You never had to, to like, give something back that you knew you didn't have insurance for. You broke it. You lost it. You know, do you know that feeling when you got to return the rental car and it's damaged? Yeah, 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 yeah. He borrowed an axe that wasn't his. Lost it. And now he's got to tell this... Like, what do you do? And watch this. Back then, you couldn't just go to Walmart and pick up an axe. <laughs> an axe was literally their whole life's worth saving. So this, this young person had to literally go back to the person and say, I ain't got it. What happens when you can't give what you don't have? You know what's even worse about this situation? I promise, I'm almost out of your way. Don't fall asleep. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. What happens when you lose something that's not yours? You got to give it back. If you know anything about the topology, the topography, the Jordan is connected to the Dead Sea. Nothing lives in the Dead Sea. So the, the author is trying to get the readers, the listeners at the time to understand how desperate and dire the situation is. That thing goes into the Dead Sea. You're not seeing that thing again. Have you ever been in a situation where it is so desperate, you literally ask yourself, self, how in the world did I get here? And you, you know that it was you and you don't know how to get out of the situation? You, you ever been there? Take your halo off for a second. Have you ever been in a situation where literally you know that you ain't coming out of it? Mm -hmm. you, you, can't, you can't finesse your way out of it. You can't, you can't, do, you can't call the plug, you can't call a favor in, you, can, you can't call mom or dad, you are not coming out of this. But I praise God because God is in the business of recovering things. Hey, I hope you've really enjoyed the first part of this sermon. These sort of productions do require some financial giving. And so if you'd like to take part in reaching more young adults across North America and even the world, would you consider giving on praxisministry.org? And there you can sign up and select Praxis Young Adults to be part of our giving campaign. Hope you enjoy the rest of this sermon. Come on, saints of God. God, God, God is so amazing. You, you, you know when you do foolishness, when you're ratchet and reckless? Yeah? Can you keep it real? Keep it above 50? But God's grace rescues you. Some of y'all haven't been, you, you haven't fallen fall that far. It's okay. That's all right. Y'all are perfect. That's cool. Y'all are sanctified. Watch this. Falls is done. It's over with. I could almost imagine this young person 
going to the prophet Elisha and having to tell him that he lost this important tool. He was broken. I can picture it. Picture me. Watch this. The walk kind of fixes up a bit. <laughs> no, no longer any swag in the walk. <laughs> hey, yo. Uh, yeah, it, it's, sir. <laughs> you know your language starts to change? <laughs> Most humble and kind and wonderful. <laughs> Illustrious. Prophet Elisha, with a capital E. And, and see, if it was me, I would have been like, well, what, what happened was, man, <laughs> you know, um, you got time tomorrow? <laughs> You're delaying it, right? But man, he had to tell Elijah that he lost the axe head that was borrowed. And so he tells him, hey, yo, Elijah, um, I, was, I was working. I, I, I promise you I was being productive and it broke, man. I don't even know where it went. But you know what I love about this situation? This young prophet has a problem. Stick with me, watch this. He has a problem and he knows he needs help. There's a lesson, the lesson is right here, watch this. He knows that there's a problem that he can't fix. So what does he do? He goes to somebody who can help him. This is literally a commercial break for some of y'all to go and ask for help. Yes. Some of you are literally suffering silence. Mm -hmm. And you come here and it's looking cute and you smell good and you look pretty, but you are struggling. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to go and get help. And I'm saying to you, be like this young prophet and go and find somebody. It could be a pastor, it could be a, a, a counselor, a psychiatrist, somebody. Go and get help. Yeah. Mental, mental help, mental help, uh, it's, it's so important nowadays. And we think we can handle it. You can't handle it by yourself. Go and find somebody. He went to the OG prophet who knew, who had been through life, who had been through some things, who had experience, who could guide him, who knew more than he did. He went and got help. Elisha, I need your help. And some of you are crying out for help, but you're still stuck in your room. Go and get help. And for guys, watch this. Guys, listen. Sometimes we think we're so macho and we're so, we, we don't need that. No, you need to go see the doctor. Go check, go get a check. Go and find the help that you need. It's a plea. So he goes to the OG prophet. He says, listen, man, I'm struggling. I need help. Lost something. Watch what he says. Watch what the response is. I love this. And watch this. Please take us a little mental snapshot of this. Watch this. Look at Elisha's response. I, I believe literally it's a playbook for youth and young adult ministries, how to be successful. Watch this. Look at the response from the OG Elisha. Now, I come from um, a Caribbean background, Jamaican background. Any Jamaicans in the house? Jamaica, you see me? Right? I see. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this. Now, if I, I couldn't imagine. Listen, if my uncle was Uncle Elisha, and I had to go and tell my uncle, who's Jamaican, that I lost something. What do you mean you lost something? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What? <laughs> start, start, yeah, you don't even understand what they're saying. The pot was too heavy. Like, what are you saying? Be a translator. Like, what? 
If we would have told some people in the church, the elders, they maybe would have disciplined him. They maybe would have disfellowshipped him. They would have censured him. But look at what the OG prophet does. Look at this. He, he, he literally just asks one thing. Where did you lose it, young man? Come on, saints of God, you missed it. This is, this is literally a snapshot of how we need to deal with youth, young adults. When, when they mess up, when they, when they break things, when they literally mess up their lives, we don't chastise them. We say, where'd you lose it? Where did you lose it? I'm not hating on you. I'm not sending you to hell. I'm not disfellowshipping you. I'm not removing you from the books. Where did you lose it? He just asked him a simple question. And sometimes we're so hard on our young people. We're hard on ourselves. And he just asked him, where did you lose it, man? But I love this because this question is almost one of admission. He was G-checking him very silently. He was saying, you got to take onus for what you did. And here's the thing. A lot of us, I mentioned it yesterday, a lot of us are still in denial. And when you are in denial, you will never get your deliverance. He had to ask him that question because he wanted him to know, yes, it was your fault. You did it. You have to take ownership. And some of us are not taking ownership for our lives. Own it. You messed up. Own it. It was, yeah, I lost it. But he asked him where he, and watch what he does next. Watch this. I promise I'm almost out of way. Watch this. Only five more hours. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> you know what he does after he asks the question? This is what he does. He goes to work. The Bible says that he just starts to cut a new stick. Now, what I love about this is, let me back up a minute, because someone needs to get the deliverance. Watch this. When he asked him, where did you lose it? He wanted him to go back to that place. The place of hurt. That place of pain. That place of trauma. That place that triggers. That place, that place in your life where you don't want to look at. You don't want to go back to because it's so hard. That place of pain. That place of abuse. Where did you lose it? Where, where did you lose your joy? Where did you lose your faith? Where, where did you lose your belief in God? Where, 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 where did the abuse take place? Yeah, go back to that place. That place that hurts, yes. The place that you don't want to confront. Here's why. Because God wants you to go back and make a memorial of the mess you went through so that he could allow you to see in the rearview mirror that you will never get back to that place again. Amen. Sometimes you've got to go back in order to go forward. Yeah. I, a lot of times people do not get their deliverance because they don't want to deal with the ish from, their back, from the back. And as long as you are in denial and you don't face the trial and the traumas that you happened to you in the past, you will never move forward into your future. Where did you lose it? Go back there. This today, go back there. Over this weekend, make sure you go back to that very place. The place that you're running from. The person you're running from. Yeah, who is it? Name them. Because God wants you to confront it in order to deal with it so that you don't have to be haunted by it. What the devil wants is to use that as a dangling carrot over you. I know your hurts and pains and you're so frustrated that you never want to look that way, but you're, you're literally a shell of yourself. Where did you lose it? He goes to work. Watch this. Elisha asked him, what, he asked him a question, where'd you lose it? And then he just starts to go to work. He, he cuts a new stick. Now, I love this part because if I was the YG, I would have been like, yo, Elisha, I still have the old handle. Why are you doing all that work for? Why are you reinventing the wheel? No, you don't got to do that. I have the old stick. We can just use the old stick. We have the old handle, Elisha. 
watch this. He had to cut something new. <laughs> yeah. In order for this thing to work, he couldn't use something from the past. Because <laughs> you're always tied to the past. So he cut something new. And watch this. I want to break this down. He cut something. He cut something. What is it that God is asking you to cut today? Who is it that God is asking you to cut? What's their name? Who is she? Who is he? What is it that you need to cut out of your life before it kills you? This is a hard word. Watch this. For some of you, it's a person. For some of you, it's a place. It's a thing. And you keep going back to that thing, thinking that it's giving you life, but it's actually killing you. Softly. What do you need to cut? This weekend, think about it. Before you leave here, what is God, what is one thing God is asking you to cut out of your life? For some of you, it's your Netflix account. All the tomatoes are getting thrown at me. Okay, fine. Amazon Prime. Okay, fine. Okay, Disney. Fine. Y'all are like, no, man, I can't cut Netflix. That's life. All I'm saying is it's probably something God is wanting you to get rid of. So he cuts, a, he cuts it and he cuts something new. I love this part. Pastor Philip, so many times I think about this from, from, from COVID. A lot of the times I heard we want to go back. There's some things we need to leave pre-COVID. They don't belong in our future. But we're so, we're so stuck. We're creatures of habit. We want to do. We always revert back to default. And I'm saying this. This year, 2023, God is saying, what new thing can you bring to me? What new ideas, new thoughts, new, new innovations? Can you do something new? You're living off of the old paradigm. That's why it's not working. He cuts something. And then watch this. Watch this. He releases it. The Bible says that literally he cut a stick and then he released it. What things do you need to release today? What, what from your past do you need to release? What pain do you need to release today? that you're holding on to? What grudge, what unforgiveness? Do you know that unforgiveness kills? Some of you have some unforgiveness in your life and unless you let that go, that thing will consume you. Release it in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare that in the house right now, there's things being released. Move. Let that thing be released from you in the name of Jesus. He released it. Watch what happens next. After it's cut and released, watch what happens. I love this. The Bible says that the axe head that was lost, after it was cut, he cut a stick, he released it. Watch what happens. It surfaced. Understand this, that when you cut things out of your life, when you release things, things will surface. Some skeletons will come out of your closet. Some things from your past will come up. But you cannot be afraid of the things that surface because that will be the thing that saves you. Don't be afraid of the things that surface, that come up, that arise from you cutting and releasing. The axe had literally surfaces to the top. I'm going to close with this. I'm going to close with this. I'm closing right now. I li- legit. I've got 10 more stories. I'm going to close. I promise. But I'm literally, I'm closing right now. Closing story. Watch this. Watch this. After the stick was cut and Elisha released it into the water, the axe head that was lost, the Bible says that it floated, it surfaced to the top. 
and it literally became a new axe. Yeah. God is able to reconnect the broken things. He specializes in putting things back together again. He, special, he specializes in reviving things, renewing things. He, 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 has this, he has this uncanny ability to fix things and make them new again. It surfaced. The last part of the story I think is the most powerful. Watch this, watch this. I could picture as the axe head floated to the top, I could picture the happiness, the joy from the YG prophet. Oh my goodness, this thing that he had borrowed that was lost now, it is fine, it is found, it's, it's coming, it's risen, it's back. He can literally give it back to the person he, he borrowed it from. It's now here and watch what happens. He's so excited, he's so elated. And so what he does is he says, uh, prophet Elijah, <laughs> go and get it. <laughs> Prophet Elijah is right there. You, you help to, to put it together. You cut a stick. Go get it. Watch this. You know what Elijah says to him? Watch this. Watch this. And it's prophetic for some of y'all right now. He says, listen, I'm not going to get it. The Bible says it. It says it. It says it. It says, you lift it. Y'all missed it. Can you come over here? Let me help you. He says, no, I'm, I'm the OG prophet. You lift it. Okay, let me help some of y'all again. Let me help some of y'all again. Those of you who took the shorter bus to school, let me help you. Let me help you. Watch this. Let me help you. Watch this. He says, no, you lift it. Because I can't lift what you lost. Come on, says I wish I need to preach myself again. Lyle, I can't lift the very thing that you lost, you go and lift it. The problem is a lot of us are expecting other people to do the heavy lifting for us. When God is expecting you to take the initiative to lift what you lost. In 2023, it's going to be a labor intensive year of lifting. God wants you to put in the work. I can't do the work for you. Pastor Philip can't do it for you. Your parents can't do it for you. The school can't do it for you. Your friends can't do it for you. You have to lift and put in the work. What is God asking you to do today? What work is he literally depending on you to do today? And unless you lift it, that burden will never be carried. What is it? What is it that God is asking to lift? Is, is, he, is he asking you to help lift yourself out of depression? Is, it, is lifting yourself out of pain? What, what is it that you need to lift? And God is saying, I'm going to help you lift it. I know you can't do this by yourself, but you need to want to do it. No one can do it for you. The first, you have to come to the place where you want it. Yeah, and then God steps in and he helps you. What is it that you got to lift today? You know, as I close, I remember where I lost it. And I remember when I lost it. I remember... This was, I'm dating myself. This was probably 2000, 2001. And I, I had grown up in church. Uh, and I remember I, I found my, my desire for acting. And I remember I would do scripture reading in church and I would do poems. And it literally put me in front of people. And I got a taste of it and I loved it. I loved being... I guess that's why I'm here standing preaching to you. <laughs> I love being in front of people. And so watch this. It kind of got to my head. And in my grade, grade eight, grade eight graduation, a friend of mine dared me to trip on stage while I received an award. So I received four awards. So I went and got my diploma and I tripped in a certain way. And basically I did it in creative ways. And someone's grandpa in the front row 
died of laughter so much that he peed his pants. Yeah, so for me, I was like, I'm a star. I made someone pee their pants. But that literally put me, I remember grade nine, I went to theater school, I went to acting classes, I got an agent. And my claim to fame was, um, you guys remember uh, Aaron Carter? He actually just passed away. Anyone old enough to know that? He's he's Nick Carter's younger brother, Nick Carter, Backstreet Boys, yeah? Well, I was a DJ in in the video. You could go on YouTube, check it out. It's, uh, It's called Not Too Young, Not Too Old. And so literally, I was, destined to be a star. I wanted to come to Hollywood actually, here, California, and rough it as an actor and whatnot. I got into method acting. And so that's where you literally put yourself in character. You literally become the character that you're playing. Denzel Washington does it well. Uh, Heath Ledger, he did that well, the Joker, so well that he actually died. Um, And so, I remember reading this book called Acting as a Craft. I didn't know that it had to do with the dark arts and dark spirituality, but essentially, as I was preparing for uh, a murder role, to play a a murder role in a movie, um, I just remember having a knife in my hand. And I don't know if I was practicing for the role, if I was sleeping, but I just remember hearing these voices and it was just a dark space. I could feel just like coldness and darkness. I could feel the power of the enemy. And I could hear these voices saying, kill yourself, kill yourself. I was literally about to plunge the knife inside of me. And I just remember my grandma from young saying, Lyle, if you're ever in spiritual warfare, pick up your Bible and read a psalm, Psalm 23. I read Psalm 23, dropped the knife, and I legit felt peace. And I remember God so clearly, this was like 20-something years ago, so clearly God saying, Lyle, if you go to Hollywood, you will die there. But you want to be a star? If you want to be a star for me, give your life to me and I will make you shine bright like the stars to those who turn many to righteousness. I never look back. And, And it's so surreal for me being here in California because this is the place that I wanted to be as an actor. But here I am preaching the word of God. God is faithful. When you give him control of your life, he will lead you. He will guide you. Many of you, all of you have a purpose in Jesus. But the problem is you're not willing to give up control. And sometimes God makes you take an L to the point where I almost killed myself. But he steps in and says, you're about to take this L, but I got a W for you. I've got a win for you. Something you've never, ever dreamed of. I've traveled all over the world bringing the gospel to people. All because I said, yes, Jesus. What is it going to take for you? To give up. And say, God, I let go. Take control. I want to say this. I want to say a special prayer. If there's someone in the house of God right now who feels as if... Literally, God is tugging at your heart. You don't know what it is. You just know that God is calling you to something, something deeper, something better, something bigger. You don't know what it is, but you just feel something on the inside where God is speaking to you. If that's you, meet me here. I want to say a special prayer of deliverance for you. Anybody in the house of God, stand to your feet, stand to your feet. If there's somebody who literally just needs prayer, you're just saying, just pray for me. You don't even have to say what it is. You just need prayer. I'm going to pray for you. Number two is this. If you know that God is tugging at your heart, he's calling you to something. Something is going on on the inside. You don't even know what it is. You're emotional. You're teary-eyed. But you know that the spirit is moving. Meet me here. I want to pray for you. And I also want to pray for somebody. I just want to pray for someone who's struggling. 
you know that you're struggling. And you know that if you, if you don't get God to help, help you lift this thing, you might, you might not make it. If that's you, just, just come here. I want to pray for you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. God sees you. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. The last one is this. If, if you want to rededicate your life to Jesus, meet me here. Anybody who just wants to rededicate, say, God, I, I fell along the way. I slipped up. I'm not where I used to be. I lost my faith. But I want to I regain it. Meet me here. I want to pray for you. And let me just say this, too. Is there somebody who wants to give their life? Let me not take for granted that everybody is in Jesus. Is there somebody who wants to give their life to Jesus? Public display saying, Satan, you no longer have control over me. I'm giving my life to Jesus. If that's you, meet me here. Meet me here. Anybody who wants to give their life to Jesus. Let me not fly all this way and miss the opportunity to make a call for you to give your life to Jesus. That's confirmation. <laughs> Let us pray, saints of God. Let us pray. Father God, I know this was a heavy word. I know there was a lot of things in there that perhaps spoke to people in different ways. And sometimes some things were triggering. But I pray that your message came across, Lord, and spoke to hearts and pierced yes. hearts. Yes. Because this is not a game. Yes. This is real life. Yes. And there's some people on the break of breakdown. They're on the brink of breakdown. And, and, and I just wanted to stop by this morning today to say, you don't have to do it by yourself. God's got you. God specializes in being the backup and having the front too. And so God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for those who just need prayer. Somebody has an unspoken request that unless you tend to it, God, they may not make it past this day. They may not make it past the week. And so I'm saying, God, locate them right now with your Holy Spirit and give them assurance and insurance that you are there for them. Just give them a Hail Mary. Just in terms of just saying, listen, I see you. Don't give up. I'm with you. Let them feel your presence, oh God. That person who, who literally just needs prayer, let them feel your presence right now. Amen. God, for the person who's struggling, struggling with addiction, struggling with pornography, struggling with alcohol, struggling with suicidal uh, ideation, that person, God, I'm praying that you would rush to them right now. Embrace them. Help them to feel your loving arms around them. Help them to understand that they were created in the very image of God. And God, that because you reflect them, you care for them. You are in them. You, will, you don't want them to perish, but you want them to have life. Yes. God, I'm saying speak life to their situation. Yes. God, there's somebody struggling so bad, but they mask it with smiles, they mask it with makeup, they mask it with clothing and, and, and fake happiness. God, I'm, I'm praying that you would deliver them from whatever it is in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I decree and declare that they are delivered right now in the name of Jesus. Loose the strongholds from their life. Bind the enemy in their life, oh God, and give them victory in Jesus Christ. praying for that person who wants to rededicate their life. They were once with you. It was all good just a week ago, a month ago, a couple years ago, but of recently they've fallen off. I just pray that you would comfort them, come alongside them, and speak to them, God. Whisper in their ears and let them know, God, that they are a child of God. And because they are a child of God, they are connected to you. They are here of you, God. They, they have all the blessings and all the strength and all the goodness. God, let them know that by, by virtue of the fact that they are a child of God, that they are an overcomer. Amen. 
God and whatever it is that is getting in between them and you put a bad taste in their mouth for it. So bad that it's repulsive, that they can't go back to it. They can't go back to that person. They can't go back to that place. They can't go back to that thing that they are codependent on. I pray that you would destroy it in the name of Jesus, whatever it is that is holding them back from a closer relationship with you. And lastly, God, for the person or persons who decided to come up and give their lives to you, you know where, who they are. Yes. You know them by name. Yes. <laughs> you knew them before they were created in their mother's yes. womb, oh God. Heaven is rejoicing because they came, because they gave their life to Jesus. And I pray that you would secure them and save them, seal them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Write their names down in the Lamb's book of life. And so God, when you come, they will be with you. All of us that believe and have faith in you and have the testimony of Jesus Christ, that we will be saved in your kingdom, oh God. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross. Thank you for the blood that was shed. And may the blood of Jesus be on the doorpost of all of our hearts so that if the enemy seeks to come in, he will have to flee seven different ways, Lord. He will have to pass over us. Give us peace now in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen and amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, I'm so glad that you listened to the Night Church podcast sermon today. I know that God is going to do great things in your life. Whatever you felt and heard from the Lord through this sermon, I hope that you would share this with someone that you love and care about and that you would consider even joining us one Friday evening. Blessings to you and hope you get to listen to the next one coming up soon.